Welcome to the Business Marketing Agency Podcast with Barbara Griffin, regular tips and tricks for business owners who want to market their business online. And I'm here with Tracy Preston from Media Animal. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Barb. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in today. And basically, what we're going to talk about today is um, how do you actually get yourself in the media, in print media, on the radio, and, and most importantly, on television? How's that actually done? Yeah, well, I actually set up Media Animal, which is my PR business, on the back of uh, a career in uh, television. So I had a little bit of insight and, you know, had um, some insight into what happens on the other side of the fence. But now I've jumped the media fence. It sort of gives me a bit of a heads up. Um, So it does make it a little easier for me to sort of work out and understand how journos think, what type of stories appeal to them. Yeah, and you've got that awesome newsreader voice too. So if people recognise Tracy's voice, it's because she is to read the news on television. Now, we promised people today that we'd tell them how to get started. So I know that you can't really sum up your entire career and know-how in 20 minutes, but what are the kind of things that you need to do to get on television? What are the kind of first steps? Well, I think, you know, as I said, having worked on the other side of media, having worked in a TV newsroom and seeing that journos get inundated with press releases, you know, every day and, you know, often it's not another one, delete, delete, delete. You really have to understand that your release has to stand out in a really short, succinct way way and that is knock them over the head in one sentence about what your story is about so you know these journos don't have time they're always under the pump to get the the next you know story out um it's it's a pressure cooker environment so you have to grab their attention really quickly so Um, so what do they want do they want like sensationalism i think they want uh they just basically look for a good a good story and obviously if you're pitching into tv you've always got to think in picture terms so you know you tend to have to think first up what's going to make a good picture story so with media coverage, I do think um, the big thing is understanding the medium you're pitching into, whether it be print, online, or television, or radio. So um, you almost have to tailor your story to that uh, certain medium. So for television, obviously, it's pictures. For print, I think still a great pick. Op is always uh, an opportunity, or obviously something really um, well-written, a uh, well-written press release. So uh, what you're saying about having the right sort of media to match where you want it to be shown, if you're talking about TV, obviously that's pictures, moving pictures with sound. Does that mean that if you're submitting a press release to TV, you sort of have to create your own footage and send them that too? Is that what they want? It, it can be done that way, and that's a very effective way. I think if you've got um, an email attachable piece of vision, it's brilliant. But let's just digress and come right back to is it a good yarn? I think, you know, because I've worked in the industry, I'm very upfront and I'll say, look, you know, you've got bucklers of getting this story on uh, unless we do this, this and this. So I'm very upfront right from the word go. I mean, you genuinely have to have a story that's that's of worth to them. So I think step one is being really honest with your client too. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I guess I don't really wear sort of a, a nice, fuzzy, warm publicity style hat. I'm, I'm pretty upfront. I go, listen, mate, you got Buckley's are getting that on. Or yeah. I think if we do this, this and this, you might have more of a chance of, of getting coverage. So I think my job is to keep it real and to keep it real with the client. So, you know. So let's talk about some stories, the type of thing that we've all heard on air or seen before, which is this Aussie housewife has found an innovative solution for keeping those bills at bay. 
I mean, you know, you hear these kind of stories like that on television, but then it's actually some Aussie housewife that has started a business. And it makes you wonder, was that actually a business that was just trying to get coverage by making it into a story? Look, it can it can be both. I mean, obviously a very clever uh, person, um, you know, a, a very clever media specialist or media strategist would um, make it look like a story. They could om- honestly turn a story or polish up something that might be a direct product push, but but develop a story around that. And I mean, that's that's the skill, uh, because journos hate getting sold something that is a, a direct sell, absolutely. Okay, you never do that. Okay, so let's talk about that one. Let's say you have a product or a service. You might be a stay-at-home mum who is part-time business is doing social media management, let's say. How do you make that into a story, sort of like... Aussie housewives giving it a go is that is that the skill is that what you have to do well I think you then find good case studies you'd find good success stories of of women that have made that business into a success and I mean you know uh, I think also with television you tend to have to uh, think mass market as well and how that story is going to impact on the audience uh, what that audience is going to want I mean Mm -hmm. everyone's trying to make a buck these days so totally if you can if you can dangle that carrot and say look mrs mrs joe blogs living in Parramatta has turned this idea into a business. A so the promo becomes Parramatta Housewife. Makes yeah. one million dollars. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, doing something from home. You know, which work- could end up being a promo for that Parramatta Housewife's actual business. Well, well that's right. But but, we, but you've got it on Current Affair, which would be yeah. right up their alley. I mean. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah, and being on Current Affair would give you what fifteen minutes of prime time television. I mean. Well, that's right. What, what would that be worth in, in terms? Of oh, that price? would be worth forty to fifty thousand if you had to pay for it in an, in an advertisement. So okay. it's it's very valuable publicity. There's no doubt. Really, about is it. that all? That actually seems cheap to me. Well, forty to fifty grand. I mean, most people don't have that to blow on a um. On so. A, 40, 50 grand would give you, what, 15 minutes of prime time coverage? You'd probably be looking at, at, at more money. Um, I think, bottom line, you wouldn't be able to afford that in your PR budget if no. you had to pay for it. Pay for and the other, thing with, the other thing with publicity is that, unlike an ad, it has three times the amount of credibility because it's not an advertisement. It's not yep. perceived as, as an advertisement. Yes, and you have the endorsement of that journalist who's done the story. So it has a lot of power behind it. Yeah, totally. And this actually reminds me of SEO versus pay-per-click. I mean, what we found is that um, SEO or organic search traffic converts better than paid traffic even for the same keyword, which is basically the editorial principle that editorial is undetectable selling and sort of converts better. It's almost like um, getting editorial television coverage is sort of like SEO on steroids. I mean, don't get me wrong, we love online marketing and SEO and pay-per-click are things that a business can do right now without having to spend a fortune or wait for a network to say yes. But there's no doubt about it that basically television coverage is sort of like the best type of free publicity there is. Well, it is. I think, look, I think any media uh, coverage, you you know, it basically you have to cover all bases. I think if you're doing a successful PR campaign, you can't just put all your eggs into the television basket. You have to look at online, print, radio. I mean, it has to be a comprehensive strategy. Um, And plus, you know, it's got to be a long term. I mean, one hit on a TV station might be... Isn't going to make you rich. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's a one hit 
um, and it's, it, it certainly gives you leverage to bounce off that. Uh, yeah, look, I have a story actually. It's about radio rather than television, but um, I have a client who I helped him make a series of podcasts, video podcasts. We put them on his YouTube channel and on his website, and pretty soon after that, he got called by the ABC to do a radio program, and, you know, he was a therapist, and, for, you know, for the next month his practice was booked out because of this one radio talkback hour that he got asked to do. Yeah. So basically I'm thinking, well, we both thought that the reason that he got asked to do the radio spot was because people had found him on the internet yeah. by looking for his YouTube and his presentations. So we felt that, the you know, podcast. online was yep. definitely bridging the gap. Oh, there's, between... there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we've all heard that, that the majority of eyeballs are online. I mean, I think there'll be more content and especially in the television and we can see it with YouTube. I mean, the demand for YouTube vision is way outdoing the, the supply. So we know that I think that's where the future is going to be. I mean, I think if we can if we can develop TV shows online, I think we're really, you know, let's let's turn it around. I mean, also the Australian TV environment, it's very hard to get a new show up. Yep. Um, it's very closed. Uh, then, yeah, I no, think then, even if you're lucky enough to get a show up, um, you know, a lot of television producers, independent television producers find that you know, the network, it's not even that profitable to actually sell your show to a network. Well, and and they're not risk takers these days. I mean, you know, it's it's too tight to take risks. So they tend to um, develop shows that have been successful overseas. And, you know, Australia, Australia's got ta- talent. Well, you know, that was Britain's got talent. Yeah, and they buy heaps of content from, you know, Time Warner and these big packages. Well, they, they prove that they, they take a punt on a proven format that's worked overseas so so how about this for a theory you know now youtube it's the same as what happened with the music industry when suddenly everybody's a dj everybody's making music the same thing happened with youtube now everybody's a videographer everybody's making content at home with kind of disregard for production values that the professionals know how to do so the lighting could be terrible and the sound could be terrible but still everyone's putting up and making videos like mad so, like, what do you think about the concept that content is now becoming more important than video production quality? Yeah, absolutely. It's this thirst for information. Yes. So, um, you know, I think if you can deliver that, I mean, I, I still think it helps if, if it's delivered in a very creative way. Uh, I mean, I, infotainment. Infotainment, absolutely. Yeah. But as you said, you don't need the whiz-bang, you know, lights. and Totally. Uh, it's like a thirst for inf- information. It's like everyone's got this sort of secret wish that, or secret belief that if they only had this one piece of information they could really be successful and it's so accessible i mean everyone's got a you know an ipad a, a computer or you know an iphone i mean that information is so much more accessible these days so yeah. it it makes sense that um you know that's the growth market for sure yeah and um as an online marketer i've successfully tangented us back onto online marketing which i didn't really mean to do So let's go back to the topic of how to get on television. So let's say we've gone through these steps. We've done a, um, we've either had a consultation with you to get sort of a media story ready and when we've pitched it to the networks and then possibly we've got it on something like 60 Minutes. Yeah, I mean 60 Minutes is a, yeah. It's the holy grail. Yeah, yeah. Although the Channel 7 show, I think um, Sunday night's giving it a big run for its money. Yeah, well, you know, any of those types of shows really. Yeah, look, you know, I think those those types of current affairs, the, the hard-hitting, well, 
the, the, the high profile, the established current affair yep. shows, you have to genuinely have a, a seriously good story. Yeah, I actually have known Australian business owners that have got on a current affair or Four Corners. Well, you know, they've probably... You know, they've been an Australian innovation or, or yeah. um, you know, yeah. an Australian first yeah. or, you know, those yeah. types of things. Yeah, um, so if you can think of an Australian first or an Australian innovation, that can be an angle. Yeah, I, I think, I think obviously, um, those shows are very patriotic. They like to support Aussies who are doing good stuff, whether it be here or overseas. I think, you know, that that's a, that's a, a shoe in for shoe. So basically what you do is you help a person or it could be a business or maybe a product. Yeah, if it's a product, a person or a business. Come up with a strategy to help get them in the in the media. Yes, look, I would develop the strategy around their product, business or, or if they're a person. What they're doing, obviously it has to be unique. Um, if we can position them, you know, or or they're doing something different than every everyone else on the market. I mean, obviously, we'd be looking at their competition, what their competition's doing, mm-hmm. who they're up against, and how we can maybe um, create a point of difference in what they're doing. Um, ah, the old USP. Yeah, we know about that from online marketing as well. Okay, I know what I want to ask you about those breakfast television shows like Kerry Ann Kennelly. How do you get onto those? What What do you have to do? You mean the morning shows? Yeah, those morning shows. So sunrise today. Yep. Okay. So what what you'd basically do one of the one of the big things I guess with the fact that you know I've been able to secure coverage for my clients on sixty minutes, seven thirty report, every news channel, like hard hitting, you know, top rating show. Yeah. Is because I've developed contacts now. Ah. If you've got good, which which cuts a lot of the red tape. Yep. It's like selling the story to the to the guy that's not up the food chain. I mean, you're wasting a lot of energy. So I've got the the powerful decision makers, those sort of contacts. So that really cuts a lot of time out. Plus I've developed... Yeah, that's basically uh, what you're paying someone for. If you, you you know, hire someone like yourself to help structure a media campaign, the value of it is really pitching it and having the contacts that you know exactly who to pitch it to and having the credibility in the industry, which means that you have built up your list of contacts and decision makers who will take your calls. And, and that's half the deal. The hardest thing is actually getting the ear of someone who is actually, for a start, thinks you can actually deliver a story they might be interested in. Mm-hmm. So once I've got the rungs on the board, they know that Media Animal has delivered good picture stories or good yarns before yep you know that's half that's half the work done yeah it's totally like that in the music industry as well they'll take my phone call they'll read my emails when they see media around they go oh yeah oh we've got a couple of good yarns from from trey and especially when you don't burn them all the time by sending them junk oh well that's it i mean only give it's it's about quality not quantity i mean that's why i'm very upfront right from the word go with the client i don't want to burn my contacts with 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 bad stories because it's not worth you know I'm only burning my reputation as well so that's why I'm very upfront right from the word go about the type of coverage I think that product business or person can get I might say your story's great it's not a television story it doesn't have this so we can we can cater the um, story or fine-tune the story to suit the medium as well now, do you ever do a sort of like a faux interview with a client, like as if they have been interviewed by television, except they've created it themselves? Yes, but often um, that's not normally the way it, it works. So you're right. you're suggesting that perhaps we set up an interview and and supply that interview to the um, yep. station. Occasionally, you can do can that. Can you do that? 
Oh, you can look. You can supply footage. Yep. Often you'll want. I mean, if it's a news story, the journal will want to come and interview the. Right. You know, they want their own uh, stamp on the story. Yeah, the, something else I wanted to ask you about, which is, you know, do you help the clients prepare for possible television interviews? Oh, absolutely. So, what's the process of you know turning a normal person into a really good television show guest? Well, I th- I think. Step one is knowing what you're trying to, uh, the message you're trying to get across. So I would not put anyone on camera unless I felt that they were that they were versed in what, well, they knew their, they knew their topic for a start. I mean, obviously, you know, the businesses that approach me, they've been in the business for a while. They know their product. They know what they're trying to, they tell me their objectives. So we work that out. So it wouldn't really be startups approaching you to try and get up on television? Not really. Look, and, and, and you wouldn't want to put someone too green on, it'll only come back and bite them because nothing prepares you for a, a live television interview. I mean, you know, you might have a few naturals out there, but really it's a pretty daunting experience. And I think you really need to, we'd probably have to go through a few media training on camera sessions before we put them in front of the camera. So you practice it with people in a sort of simulated environment? For sure. And we get their key messages worked out, you know, okay, what do you want to get out of this interview? Who's your target audience? You know, what are you trying to achieve? Wow, this sounds a bit like online marketing. This is very similar to the questions that I ask clients. So you, yeah, you tailor your message to, um, to what they're trying to achieve, to position their product in the way that they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and without it sounding like a product plug, so it has to be very conversational, and but keep coming back to the to the to the key message of what they're trying to, yeah, get out there. So I know that you've had a really wide variety of clients, from curves gyms to celebrity trainers to um, a lot of clients in the animal niche, in the you know pet vets kind of medicine kind of niche. Um, what's a typical thing that you can do? You know, is there a sort of case study that you can tell us about, about what you would typically do with a client? Yeah, sure. Because I'm more of a boutique agency, I do tend to get clients, I guess, not with a lot of big budgets. Or I get people that have gone to big agencies and have not had, had the results and then come to me with their, with their, their cut-off budget. So... It brings to mind a big pharmaceutical company that came to me. They'd employed a you know a big PR agency to try and get some media coverage for them, and it wasn't successful. They came to me and said, "Look, this is a release that the agency had written for us. It, yep. it wasn't successful. And um, do you think you could get us some?" They specifically wanted television coverage, so mm-hmm. I said, "Well, first of all, the release is dry. It's boring. It's full of scientific, you know, words that you know it's just not cutting through. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's." just not it's not a news story it's not well it's not real i mean it's pitched at um pet owners and pet owners it's just going to their eyes are going to glaze over for a start let alone if you ping that off to a a journal so what was the agency thinking that wrote this did they not know what they were doing or something well i think they were um i think they were trying to feed the egos of the scientists that were involved in developing this new vaccination so they thought you know scientists like to hear big words in their release so you know it's just yeah. like, whereas I go, keep it real. What's it going to do for the cat? You know, how's that yeah. cat going to benefit from your vaccine? You know, how many lives is it going to save? So what happens if you don't use it? I redid the release. Yeah. Actually, the, the release was um, on a vaccination for, for dogs, actually. But it was very scientific. It was just dry. Um, plus, they wanted television coverage. So I thought, how could we turn this into a TV story? So we, I was thinking in pictures. So what I thought was, why don't we do, okay, you're offering this new um, 
vaccination for dogs. Why don't we turn it into a big health story and turn it into a visual story? So I said, why don't we set up a mobile vet clinic and we invite 100 dogs along for, for free vet checks. Mm. And that way you can get your scientists dressed in their white coats mm-hmm. and they can promote their product. But with those 100 dogs with their owners turning up on this one specific day, we'll, we'll, we'll do it at 8 o'clock because we know that that's when the breakfast uh, television show is going to obviously mm-hmm. we'd be pitching at. Um, we have the vision. We've got people coming out of the woodworks with their dogs for a free vet check. Yes. So that's what I did. Right. I didn't know I was going to get 100 dogs, but I said to the Today Show, I've got 100 t- dogs turning up. Yeah. We're, we're um, with their owners. We've got a mobile vet. They're going to give free vet, veterinary advice. And they, they basically bought it because they s- could see the pictures uh, in it. Yeah. And on top of that, I just totally lucked in in the morning. Um, Chris Brown, um, Bondi vet, Chris Brown happened to be uh, doing a bit of uh, – I, I, I got in his ear as well because yeah. he was the doing a bit of presenting at nine at that time. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, this is the, the story. You've got to get this plug in for this new vaccination. I didn't say you've got to, but I said, you know, this is the aim of, of what I'm trying to do, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, nine are coming out. Um, so he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I lucked in. They, they brought out um, the blocks, Scotty, who brought out his dog for a free vet check as well. So it was just this thing that I knew Today Show were coming. They'd locked in. So did you get the 100 dogs yourself? That's right. I got the 100 dogs. So in the release, I said that we have 100 dogs, could be more, turning up to Parramatta House at this time. There's a new veterinary vaccination um, that would be um, talked about during this time because, uh, you know, it was to do with parvovirus as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about parvovirus and the three things that you need to cover your pet, you know, the three... Mm -hmm big pet killers we went along those lines as well Mm -hmm. plus we gave them the vision of those hundred dogs so it turned a dry release into it brought it to life basically and we got tv coverage and i got a lot of radio too for that talkback radio so they were thrilled and so if you put a price on how much tv coverage they got how much that was worth oh easily easily uh sixty thousand dollars worth of of free if you had to pay for that it would have cost that client sixty grand. I mean, I can tell you right now. And they didn't pay you sixty grand to get that value. No way. No value. way. So the return on investment. If somebody hires you to help them get on television and they pay you, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty grand, they'll get multiple times their return on investment oh, absolutely. back. Absolutely, we'll quadruple it yep. for sure. And how long does it take to work with a client and get all this kind of stuff ready? Is it like a month process or? Well, I like to get. It can happen quick, quickly. However, I do like to have a strategy in place and be and be prepared for the worst case scenario. The downer of television is that they can, and the downer of not paying for it is they can dump you last minute. So there's, you don't breathe a sigh of relief until you see that story on air. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you don't pay for it, and that's one thing I'm very clear to my clients about. I mean, yep. when you're not paying for it, yep. in regards to paying for an advertisement, the power is in the hand of the producer. And that, you know, it's really nerve-wracking. I mean, it's a stressful gig, um, you know, when people say they want television coverage. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with the expectation of the client. I'm, yeah. I'm, I keep it real. And I think it's really important because if I'm promising them the world and delivering zip, no one's so going to be happy with me. So what sort of business can actually hire your services? Is it pretty much any sort of business or are there specific types of businesses that this works better for? Look, I think 
Look, anything really. I mean, I'm happy to crack it, have yeah. a crack and, and, and talk through. Product. It could be a product. It could be a new business. Yep. It could be a, a, service. Go- a service, absolutely. It could be uh, perhaps a... Um, personal publicity, say? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think anything that has real worth as a story has potential for my services. What say um, somebody wants to become more famous, um, maybe they're a pop star or want to be, you know, pop star or they might be a model or an actor. Can you help those sort of people? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I really enjoy people style publicity because um, I really like seeing the growth and, and because obviously also I've been on the TV, you know, worked in television. I understand, you know, how to groom someone to sort of get to that stage where they should be on television or they should be presenting and also developing uh, the style of um, message you want to get out there about them as well. It's a bit of branding too. I really enjoy that. Um, you know, as you know, I work with um, a few uh, personalities that, and just seeing what they look like when they first came to me and seeing yeah. the end product, it's oh, I get a lot of, I get a kick out of it. I can't even remember which president it was that got Naomi Wolf to help him um, design his campaign to f- appeal more to the female vote. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. It's how to appeal to their market for sure. And and knowing the market they want to appeal to, you know, mm. we have to sort of get into their heads about, you know, who you actually want to sort of, yeah, appeal to out there, really. So basically you help a person or a business or a service or a product come up with the bait to help hook a television network's interest. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and then once you get the coverage, that's when the business reaps the benefit. Absolutely, yeah, through mass media exposure. And, I mean, there's no, nothing more mass. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, TV just pretty much trumps all other forms of publicity. Still, especially when you want to push something to an audience rather than having the audience searching for you because, of course, they may not even know that you exist. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, TV feeds off internet more so these days as well. I mean, we just, any YouTube sensation, you know, often can get television coverage. You know, I mean, that's how they've been discovered, I guess. And I think producers are scouring, you know, the new hits on YouTube or the the new whiz-bang, you know, I think that's become a source of material for them too, of story material. We haven't really talked about print media. Do you think it's still worth bothering with? Oh, look, absolutely, because, you know, occasionally occasionally you might get a good print story and, you know, I've seen it in newsrooms. They're very reactive. I mean, the chief of staff will go through the papers in the morning, they'll listen to talkback radio, and whatever's getting momentum on those talkback or um, in print, mm-hmm. they'll follow. So I'm going to try and sum up what we've learned today. And, you know, basically step one of how to get on television is you, you make a story out of what you've got. Well, that's right. I mean, it depends what media, what what show you want to get on. I mean, obviously, news is. I don't know if you watch Celebrity Apprentice, but um, getting your story on the news gives your product just so much credibility. I mean, that was the best branding they could get. They, Mark Boris, set them a task, and they had to promote. I can't remember what the product was, but he said you've got to get that story on one of the nightly news channels because that is the most you can't get better branding Mm. because it's news it's you know it's happening it's credible 
you know, some stories aren't newsworthy, but if you if you can get turn a story into something that is newsworthy, not everything has to be newsworthy, but first step one is to find out what the client's objectives are in regards mm. to what medium they want to expose their product on. Right, right. So step two would be, and now we turn that message into a press release that you will send out to your contacts. That's it. I mean, I've, I've established over my seven years at Media Animal, plus my 15 years working in the industry, some very powerful media contacts. Mm-hmm. So when you engage me, you're paying for those contacts as well. So people can still follow the principle of what they've learnt by you know this chat with you, which is to make a story out of what you've what you've got, and then pitch that to media. Exactly. Absolutely. But they're just not going to have that list of industry contacts who will take their story and who are decision makers. Plus, they won't be able to verbally sell it in like I will either. It's I mean, like I know how to I know how to yeah. I know how to prick the ear of the of the right of the right people so I know how to talk in their language when I'm pitching in a new story and these days it's not a matter of pinging out a release pinging out a press release is is often they won't even read it they'll delete it or you know you've got to follow up with a with a phone call yeah but you know also like a catchy headline so they'll actually open it Oh, absolutely! You've the got headline to have a, gets the open. That's right. You've got to get a have a very clever um, one line headline, no doubt about it. So, if people do, you know, submit their own press release and try and get some television coverage, I guess it was just a matter of making it clear that they're not going to get the same results as a professional is with the contacts. Well, the fact that the uh, email comes from Media Animal and the fact that I've had established success at getting stories up before. I'm, I'm less likely to get deleted. Uh, I'm not Joe Bloggs trying to submit a story, and, and often it's not written away. I mean, my skill also is to write it in a way that will prick their ears and that they'll they'll mm-hmm. see that this, this, this girl knows what she's talking about. Um, and then step four is to work with you to get sort of media trained, media savvy in preparation for your TV appearances. Well, I can prepare them, that's right. I can media train them to... Um, deliver their message on camera on radio i think this is very important especially if you haven't done any you know public speaking presenting from stage or acting or anything like that before oh absolutely i mean if you what's called dud media talent Mm -hmm. you know if you open your trap i used to be dud media talent i was 23 and i was in this (laughs) band in new zealand who's a one wonder band and i got the chance uh, I got asked to be a guest on a program called McCormack, which is Gary McCormack. And the fellow guest on the show that I was on was Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong. So it was me and Cheech, you know, the two guests and this host. And, you know, both of them are just completely media savvy. And I was just, I just kind of froze. I didn't know. It was just a rabbit caught in the headlights. I was just out of my depth and I hadn't really... I just don't think that there was any preparation for going on a television show as a guest and being yourself. See, if I, I had been managing you, yeah, I, I wouldn't have put you in that situation because, you know, it's not going to do your image any any justice, is it? Yeah, but even if someone had just said to me, look, just get out there and just be on, you know, whatever your normal personality is, take it up two notches, three notches, be like you're drunk, but you're not drunk, be outrageous, be funny, you know, give them something entertaining. That would have really helped if someone had sort of coached me a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, you know, you're in the entertainment industry. I mean, you know, if you're dud 
entertainment, well, people aren't going to engage or watch you. You do have to have something. Even if, you know, as you said, you know, you might have been wild and a little bit out of it or whatever, that could have maybe been your thing that could have made you who you are or what you wanted to be, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. just give you, like, it's it's developing a almost a little caricature of, of what you want to... Mm-hmm. It's just finding that little thing that makes you a little bit different, that's going to stand you out from the crowd. Getting a Photoshop image and then turning up the colours and the brightness. Yeah. And everyone's got something yeah. that they can turn up. Well, that was absolutely amazing, and thank you so much for coming in to chat today, Tracy. Now, if people want to get hold of you, it's www mediaanimal.com.au and you've been listening to Tracy Preston. Now thanks again Tracy, it was absolutely amazing. Oh thanks Barb, no, I've enjoyed it, thanks. High five. It's been great, yep, thank Woo! you, yay. <laughs> okay, see ya. You've been listening to the Business Marketing Agency podcast with Barbara Griffin. For any questions, feedback or just to keep in touch, email me info at thebusinessmarketingagency.com.